The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bruce Bozzi. On the last season of Table for Two, we had some good times with some of the best guests you could possibly ask for. Table for Two is a bit different from other interview shows. We sit down at a great restaurant for a meal, and the stories start flowing. We're back for a second season. We'll be breaking bread with Colin Jost, Michael Mann, Divine Joy Randolph, just to name a few. Listen and subscribe to Table for Two on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Barry Kaufman, host of The Psychology Podcast. I'm a cognitive scientist, and I've written 10 books and hundreds of articles on topics such as intelligence, introversion, and education. The Psychology Podcast is a place where we investigate the different ways in which we can unlock human potential, and where I get to interview some of the most extraordinary and fascinating people, and we have real conversations about what it means to achieve success and what it means to be human. Listen to The Psychology Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk about the Jill Zarin experience, which was really interesting. And I want to talk about it as it pertains to the state of reality television. So uh, from what I'm hearing, Crappy Lake, and I love Sonia, I want to go on record saying I love Sonia, Crappy Lake uh, is getting very, very crappy ratings. Like I think the last episode was 50,000 people watching it, you know, on TV. Now they get other people with streaming and things like that, but like it's abysmal. So compared to, yeah, it's just abysmal. And the, the state of reality TV has changed too. And while Bravo's doing a big spin factory on all the ratings, um, Real Housewives of New York also, the women seem lovely. I am rooting for them. They, I like the woman. She's a real estate agent. Cy seems cool. Like they're they're out there fighting the fight. Jenna's like sort of carrying the press and everything. And it's it's great. There's a change that's gone on in reality television. Anyway, the show on Bravo for the first episode got like a million viewers, I think, and the second one got 700 and it will only go down because that's just how it happens. And if anyone cares about the finale or something crazy happens, people will tune in again for the finale. TV has changed. When I was there at reality television's peak, um, it was at uh, over 3 million viewers during like Scary Island, I think, and during like, is it about Tom? And it, when I was not there, it was like at between 1.4 1. 1. and one. Point six. So ratings, you know, really, really can ebb and flow. And the advertisers really care about the demo, the specific group of women within that 
rating and it's been abysmal lately. And so I'm thinking about the fact that it costs millions of dollars. I think they had a hundred thousand dollar premiere at the rainbow room and media and the refresh and, you know, I'm sure. And Sonia and Luann did a photo shoot and you see glossy pictures and they go on a promo tour and Bravo has to pay for their cars and their glam and they're going to fight for money for outfits. And, you know, they send a whole big crew to wherever crappy lake is and everybody's staying in hotels and you see all the cameras. And I just saw Eugene Levy showed shooting a travel show and it was like 40 people in crew and it's just bulky. And Jill and I go on my podcast and, uh, shoot it effectively mostly on an iPhone and we get 300,000 viewers. So we're getting almost half the viewers that tuned into Housewives on Bravo with me calling her two days before her showing up at my house and, you know, my fucking Muppet show shooting it and also airing her and I, you know, that has gotten half the views of what Housewives episodes get. It costs us probably five grand to make. So think about the millions of dollars that it costs in advertising and makeup and photo shoots and a $100,000 rainbow room party and all of that to shoot those shows that are bulky to wait months to get that content out because they have to produce it and edit it and pay people in LA and get a time slot and the powers that be. And the people on the show have to ask Bravo what time they get to go to the bathroom and they have to pay the cast a paltry salary. But still, it's just a bulky model. And then Jill and I do just me sitting doing the podcast. So I'm airing the podcast, which I, as a podcast personality, own this podcast and make, you know, seven figures doing a podcast. So I'm already making money on it. And then for fun, I decide to just shoot it and put it on YouTube. And in one day, it's 100,000 views. It's double the the ratings of Crappy Lake. Double the people watch it. I mean, just fucking that's the way it is. Sorry. And on TikTok, I could eat shellfish in a bag, literally eating shellfish in a bag, a grab bag of corn and shellfish. And, and, and it's international news. And the Post is writing about it, which cost me $55 for the place that had a grab bag of seafood and my iPhone. And over a million people watch that. So it's crazy. And page six writes about it. So the world is changing in the world of entertainment and content is changing. And it's giving it's making room for the regular person, the small person. And Jill Zarin wants to come on again. She wants to come on again. And she knows she made like no money and that I made no money on the YouTube. I made no money. We've actually paid. But who cares? She wants to express herself. Maybe she wants to talk about her carpets, her rugs, her candles. Maybe she wants to just talk to me. Maybe she just wants to be free. Not today talk about something that in four months gets to air and she's got to ask permission and feel like a degraded person who's a grown ass woman who's made her own money. So to get paid to fucking be dragged and accused and criticized and be in some cesspool with women trashing other women like for what? For fucking 50,000 people to watch Crappy Lake or 700,000 people to watch The Housewives. And yes, I know the Bravos feel big with that. Doesn't count the downloads and the streamers and the puppet shows and the monkeys and whatever. Like, it's a spin. I could spin that too. Mine doesn't count. The impressions on page six and the, the fucking monkeys and the donkeys and the lions and the tigers and the bears. Oh my. But straight up, immediate viewers, we're getting way more than Crappy Lake. And... If you include social media, way more than Housewives to fucking have, you know, a Muppet puppet show. So the 
The world is changing and so is entertainment. And the dinosaurs are walking the earth. And for once, I'm doing something in 2023. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the Black community stands right now. From stories about salvation. And loss. They did not love themselves enough to know their HIV status, to not pass it on to me. To dreams achieved. Or still yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. We started a hospital-based violence intervention program called the IV Project, and it stands for Interrupting Violence in Youth and Young Adults. To those who have been left behind. But no one talks about the survivors of the gun violence, and the numbers rising because the gun violence has risen. Politically. Financially. Emotionally. Spiritually. This is where we are. This is Blackland. And one of the things that my father said to me before he passed away, it's like almost like a prophecy. He said that I would be helping men. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all you 20-somethings out there. Are you tired of pretending like you have it all figured out? Well, guess what? You're not alone. Get ready to embrace the chaos with the premiere of the fourth season of Crying in Public. Join me, your host, Sydney Winter, as I take the mic solo for the very first time. I'm here to share the good, the bad, and the downright awkward of navigating this crazy thing we call girlhood. Consider this your go-to guide for surviving your 20s with style and grace. Well, for the most part. From dissecting mysteries of modern dating to surviving and thriving in a daily grind of adulting, crying in public covers it all. And then some. So grab your headphones, we're about to get real, raw, and a little ridiculous. And let's face it, life's too short to pretend like we've got it all together. It's time to embrace the chaos. So don't miss out on the laughs, the tears, and the inevitable existential crisis. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Heather Dubrow bought a house in L.A. I think I knew that already. I think they were living in a condo, but now they bought a big house. Yes, she'll move over to Beverly Hills. That would be great for her. Uh, She'd be a good cast member there. That's where she belongs. She's come up. She's got more money than any of them, to be honest. Most of them are fronting and stunting. She's got real cash. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But she's, you know, that the name of the game there is Cash and Chanel. 
and Cash App Arzell. So uh, Heather will be great. You know, she's got a very interesting stories with her children and their um, gender and sexuality. And she's married to a plastic surgeon and they're still together and they're a good couple. And I would just say to them, why the fuck you have money? Why are you doing this? I looked at, I met, I saw her, but listen, people love the fame and the light and he wants to keep making money and keep doing plastic surgery. And he's got his own show. And, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's the Mauricio Kyle program where the both members want the fame. Both members of both of these couples want the fame bad. Okay. Both members want it bad. Both members want the money bad and both members want the relevance and what, the fame brings into their businesses and there is no shade to that. It's just what it is. So both of them, whether it's Kyle and Mauricio or Heather or T- and Terry, they're a team that come in and they want to grab the fucking bag and try to maintain a relationship and a family and stay together. And who's to say that relationships wouldn't suffer off reality TV. And if they're true partners and if they truly know, don't hate the player, hate the game, we're going in to grab the bag, you know, stay tight. I just find it very hard. I think marriage is hard. I think relationships are hard. I think LA makes it harder. I think it's a very superficial place. I think it's a very competitive place. I think it's a very money hungry, keeping up with the Joneses kind of place. I do not think it's a private place. I think people hunt for paparazzi. People like to be relevant. People want the light. I think people compete with their spouses. I think there can only be one peacock in a relationship. I think it's a dangerous game when everybody's famous and on television and in the media. I just think it's dangerous, but there's always a price. So what's the price? If you're going to make a lot of money and then you're going to leave or you're going to take some bruises and that doesn't matter to you, you know, and, and once people get a taste of fame, they don't want to walk away from it. Once they get the hit, the vein is popping and they want it. And in these cases, if one party maybe wants to leave and the other one doesn't, then the one party might be like, well, fine. If you're doing it, I'm doing it. I know that Kyle Paris had the fame first. Then, you know, Kim Richards had the fame first. Then came Paris. Then came Kyle. And I know that Mauricio wanted the fame and the relevance for his business badly and for a long time. He wanted it. And I also know just from being a person and not divulging anything, I also know that that's hard and jarring for the main famous person. So Kyle's the famous person. But in order to be successful on The Housewives, she needed to show her spouse and really push Mauricio and have everybody think that he's the hottest house husband and all these things that are got to be annoying. That would be annoying. And then the infidelity rumors must be annoying. Then the Dorit rumors must be annoying. Getting robbed must be traumatic and challenging. But she became not as famous as Paris, obviously, but she became famous in her own right. And then came in Kathy. But Mauricio has wanted his turn. He doesn't want to be the sidekick, the plus one. He wanted his own thing. And he loves pushing his business. And without Kyle, he wouldn't be able to push his business the way that he has. And she pushed it too. So then he wants the fame and relevance too. He's a hot stepper in LA. He wants to further push his business, wear the agency hats and clothing. So he wants to further push his business. So he really pushed for his show selling selling Beverly Hills or whatever he's selling. And she can't really be on it because she's a Bravo talent. But I'm sure she'll push that in her contract because he needs her to be on too. And so does her network. So they've got a dual income, dual fame program, dual business program going in that household. The realm for them is big and it does not come without a price. 
So that's what Terry and Heather have been trying to do. He has his own show. He's got his own program. And one feeds the other. So don't hate the player, hate the game. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bruce Bozzi. On the last season of Table for Two, we had some good times with some of the best guests you could possibly ask for. Table for Two is a bit different from other interview shows. We sit down at a great restaurant for a meal, and the stories start flowing. We're back for a second season. We'll be breaking bread with Colin Jost, Michael Mann, Divine Joy Randolph, just to name a few. Listen and subscribe to Table for Two on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Barry Kaufman, host of The Psychology Podcast. I'm a cognitive scientist, and I've written 10 books and hundreds of articles on topics such as intelligence, introversion, and education. The Psychology Podcast is a place where we investigate the different ways in which we can unlock human potential, and where I get to interview some of the most extraordinary and fascinating people, and we have real conversations about what it means to achieve success and what it means to be human. Listen to The Psychology Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.